from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back. We are, of course, now proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network, because that's a thing. And we are a Star Wars Books Cop podcast for um, all of the people out there who, at least as far as they're concerned, it might as well still be 1991, because between Dark Empire and Heir to the Empire and something else big that happened in 1991, I was thinking about it earlier today, it might have been, I don't know, maybe if I remember it, I'll let you know. Hey, it was a good year. Maybe the best year for Star Wars books. Regardless, here we are. This is a show where we talk about all things legends, celebrating our rich EU history, as well as diving into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays, and I'm joined tonight by my good friend, Freddie C., who, got to admit, I have yet to meet in real life, but I'm 99% sure he's not a hologram. What's up, Freddie? I've been doing finger guns until uh, until you put me on, so I was ready for that. <laughs> yeah, I could not <laughs> figure out how to finish that intro. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm so excited for this episode because... Uh, I've titled it, this is the I'm going to need a pillow because I can't sleep on these books anymore episode. So, <laughs> should be exciting. Oh, man. Yeah, we are tonight going to be talking about the books that surprised us. The Star Wars books that we picked up with no expectations or low expectations. And then by the time we were done, we came away saying, wow, that absolutely blew my socks off. Meg is also here on the show, back from the dead like Spider-Mall. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I am. I am so good. I, um, I, you know, life is good. I, um. You're here. I'm here. I, I have bought a lot of things since the last time I was here. It's fine. Um, you know, this is why we're here to apparently just buy all the star wars things i don't know Com- commiserate you know in an hour it's fine you know i feel like bank accounts i feel less <laughs> bad about it when i'm like doing this and we're all showing off things and uh we're in slack talking about funkos it's fine you know this is I normal think there were hundreds of messages today about the funkos <laughs> there were so many. somebody tagged me in one they said jared did you see these i said see what <laughs> they said funkos i was like any of them legends <laughs> they said one of them kind of and that is, of course, the uh, the Dark kinda. Trooper Funko Pop. Yeah. I bought it. It was nine bucks. That was the whole thing for me. Whereas the rest of you lost your minds over these Funko Pops. <laughs> yeah, I felt the same. I, Jared. I, so I, I put a little link in our Discord because the Dark Troopers were these elite uh, NPC enemies. Well, I guess it depends what side you're on. If you're a rebel. Uh, and they just looked like these wonky stormtroopers in Star Wars Galaxies. So yeah, I was looking uh, at that. I was like, I don't know where Freddy's going with this, but <laughs> here it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but yeah, that, th- that thing is pretty awesome. What is it from? It's from Galaxies. Well, uh, I mean, they introduced him in, in I think a several couple comics, but that link I gave you in in Discord is a link to like the uh, basically the stats of the the dark trooper in the video game. Okay. Yeah. See, I thought about doing like some kind of a draft episode. I think we got a droids draft coming up. I did yeah. a schedule for our next quarter the other day. And I kind of thought like, is there a way to objectively, after we've done the show to objectively 
prove which of us has the best list. <laughs> and so we need to find like some sort of obscure Star Wars game from the 90s that ranked and gave stats to characters so, so okay. as to give some kind of a metric for this because uh, well meg and i are both very competitive i don't know about you <laughs> freddie you seem pretty mellow pretty pretty chill <laughs> me competitive i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh my goodness i just signed up for my first road race of 2021 oops i've already done one my second road race of 2021 <laughs> and um i'm excited that they're back absolutely excited yeah but you know what else i'm excited is back you guys, well, of course, I want to say thank you to uh, Cheryl and to Jacob for being here with me last week. So I wasn't all by myself talking about Star Wars books <laughs> uh, downstairs while everybody else in my house was upstairs asleep. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a little it felt like an alternate universe having different different co-hosts on the episode. It was like, <laughs> no saying it's kind of like, you know, the fact that Legends is its own alternate universe. It's very fitting, of course, that um, we had an episode that felt like an alternate universe. Don't you think? <laughs> I thought that yeah. they just did an amazing job though. They did. So huge, yeah. huge thanks to, yeah. uh, to Cheryl and to Jacob. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, thank you, Cheryl, for taking on both your, your role and my role. And then, uh, uh just really making that episode amazing, honestly. And, uh, good job. Thank you. Well done. We'll send you uh, one of those medals in the mail. <laughs> Unless you have too much body hair, in which case you don't get one. Sorry. Chewie set the precedent there. Well, we've talked about one of the things that has come out for this week. We've talked about the things that we've been pre-ordering. You guys have anything else fun that you want to show off in our famous world-class segment, the th th Thracken's Thrift Store? Nerd, nerd, nerd. <laughs> I've got one. I already showed it off very briefly. Um, I picked up the Shadows of the Empire hardcover. I had a meeting in a nearby town that had uh, one of my favorite used bookstores. I always stop in, arrive 30 minutes early, so I go to the bookstore. At this point, I've got so many Star Wars books that it really is hard to find any that I don't already have. And I found the Shadows of the Empire hardcover, which is perfect, because wow. uh, I just started reading it. I'm over 100 pages in. I'll give you a give you a taste. All right, here's one fun thing. Beginning of one of these chapters, I'll read it in just a second after you show off your um, your acquisitions. Freddie, I saw you grab something. What, what you got while I find this quote? Ooh. All right, so I've got a limited edition Heart of the Jedi wow. before it was oh, taken down. Oh, you got yours. Cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I got a couple things here. I might save Heart one of the for Jedi next week. Was really, that was really a crazy Legends frenzy. The yeah, it was. <laughs> We're still out there. So I got that. And then oh, I got that is the, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, so this, is, this was the May the 4th Lego exclusive. Oh, wow. So it's basically the homestead. Uh, in very miniature form, which is really cool. So I'll, it is I'll put that there. one of my favorite pieces they've released in a long yeah. time. It is so cool. Yeah. Look at and that. Then, you, ever, you ever seen a tinier sand crawler? <laughs> yeah, look at that thing. <laughs> <laughs> look at the people. They're just like the little pegs. That'll fit in like a coin pocket on your skinny <laughs> jeans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then I've got this for our episode next week. Oh, the Boba Fett uh, Bust? Is it a bust or a helmet? It's what, a helmet. It? Yeah, it's a, a helmet. Bust has to include shoulders and upper chest, right? I'll put my my shoulders on it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you have good shoulders, ready. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, this is the uh, Boba Fett, yeah, helmet Lego set. I can't wait to do it. It's about six hundred and twenty-five pieces. Should be exciting. Wow, excellent. Yeah, those things are gorgeous. I I had to stop myself from buying any of them because then I would want to buy all of them. 
and Lord knows I'm running out of running out of space. However, if they ever release a blue skinned, a red eyed Thrawn one, I'll probably buy it because I've got a Thrawn shelf now, a whole shelf in my house dedicated to Thrawn, so he can admire all my art twenty four seven. How about you, Meg? Do you have any new acquisitions? You were gone for a week, so you better have something. <laughs> I do. Um, I'll post some pictures in Discord because I already shared with our Slack. Um, but uh, I have acquired a, 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 an amount of Star Wars Funko Pops that would that would almost make Eric jealous, except for he will always have more than me. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, it's fine. Um, but I will show off one. You of have them. a hobby. He has a problem. There's a difference. I, you know what? I don't know. I think I'm tra- I'm I'm transitioning into the other realm at this point. No, I know. I was just being generous. There are a lot, but um, I have one. I have the Ray with the with her um yellow saber. So that's just one of many. Uh, yeah, there's Ben Solo's up there. I have like a lot of like the original trilogy ones that I didn't have now. Um, I'm fine. I don't have a problem. Cool. <laughs> um, you know what? I, my favorite thing about Ray is, in so many ways, she's emblematic of a couple of different excellent legend stories and that is she's kind of like a clone of palpatine if you want to look at it from the dark empire perspective she's a descendant of a palpatine clone so you got your you got your uh, dark empire connectivity there with ray on the other hand she's also kind of like uh ken palpatine from the the glove of darth vader look at that the, the dead stare that meg is giving me when i start talking about <laughs> when i start talking about uh the glove of Darth Vader, you know, <laughs> she was not uh, not especially happy to hear me compare Ray to Ken Palpatine. Do you think you think Ray is a better character than Ken Palpatine? Ah, uh, that's a tough one. Ray no, better no, no. than the Ken Palpatine? Is yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if so. When it when it comes to Legends characters, to me, I always have to side with a Legends character. Uh, someone was asking me the other day whether I liked Thrawn via uh, Legends or Thrawn via Canon. And uh, personally, I, I, I can't choose, and that's probably the first time that I've, I haven't been able to choose. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a whole discussion a we had. It took a while to sort that one out. Uh, even had even had Timothy Zahn himself weigh in on the topic. But yeah. we are having some audio issues, so we are going to sort this out and... We'll be right back. I found the quote about Naked Vader. So hang on. You're, you're going to want to hear it. No. You're going to want to hear it. No. We'll be right back. <laughs> What's happening? It's popping. What is happening? Man, that was the problem. I thought it was the old cord. I uh, I was vamping for a bit because I was thinking you were going to unplug it real fast. But um, I'm going to cut that segment out. Let me make a reminder. What time do you think this started? Like 1843 or something? I still have you in Zoom if you need to like undo audacity or something i don't know oh my god this is so loud i can't hear anything else testing one two testing testing um any better any better nope 
I just don't know what else I could possibly do. Have you turned Audacity off? How about now? Any better? Keep talking. Talking, yeah. talking, 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 yep. talking, talking. Yep, it's that Audacity thing. All right. So apparently it was not the chord that I replaced. We're going to have to deal with a different chord. All right. Well, we will deal with that for next time. Okay. Let's start it back. Yep. I have your Zoom audio. So yeah. if that works for you, Freddie, then we can. It's what we will have to do. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I can do it. You ready to go back? I am ready, yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Darth Vader sat naked inside his hyperbaric medical Jared. chamber. The interior Jared. lighting was turned off, Jared. and he was free of the armor that he had to wear to sustain himself in public. Oh my God. The force was powerful. Vader thought the dark side even more so, but he had never been able to use it to heal his badly burned body to the extent that he wished. Anyway, yeah, I got to that part. The, the chapter <laughs> opens with Naked Vader, and I, I was like Chris Pratt in that meme. <gasps> I was like, here we go, y'all. Imagine course, just naked nub, naked nub Vader sitting in his hyperbaric chamber. <laughs> his naked nubbins, yeah. If you want more of this great Shadows of the Empire content, well, you can tune in. We are going to do a, an extravaganza, in fact, of Shadows of the Empire, the first like full-fledged Utini podcast network crossover event with Cosmic Force. We're going to talk about the comic. We are going to play the video game. Uh, I'm trying to get my hands on the N64 game. Um, I which have never played it. You know, I was a big N64 fan, but mostly just played like the Mario Zelda titles and haven't done the Star Wars ones, which is exciting that we can dive into those. But Shadows of the Empire with we got Lizard Shizor over here looking like he's ready to claw some folks to death. I mean, it's just gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I'm like halfway through it. How about you, Freddie? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh about a quarter of the way through it, but I've got a lot of time this weekend, and this is all I'm gonna be reading. It it's so nostalgic to me, I can't wait. Oh, man. You know what else I can't wait for our next segment? And that is Legends Lookout. Now, we mentioned the Funko Pops that are imminent. Of course, Dark Troopers, they're a Mandalorian. However, I consider them first and foremost legends. All right. As one should. But there are some other things, of course, worth our attention as Legends fans that have happened in uh, recent weeks. And that is something kind of heartfelt, kind of touching. Got to say it like made me shed the lone tear streaming down my face and that is yesterday may 19th would have been the late great peter mayhew's 77th birthday which i consider just a great number for peter mayhew because wasn't he like over seven feet tall yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i mean birthday. i don't know about seven seven feet tall was he i think he was seven two yeah you know if you say it confidently enough people will believe you <laughs> don't fact check me freddie i see your fingers running over there um, he was over seven feet tall. Then he had knee issues and slumped Ooh. over a little bit later in life. But Freddie, have ever told you my Peter Mayhew story? No, tell me. I'll say this in his honor, Mr. Mayhew. You know, obviously, you've graced us through your acting in Chewbacca. But more importantly, as a person, you blessed the world. Um, me in particular, I was reading Vector Prime late one night beginning the new Jedi order. I was so excited to finally get to this. The buildup had been insane. Reading all the post return of the Jedi books. I was finally here. 
And then there's a big thing that happens in the book. All right. So spoilers for 30 seconds here on Vector Prime. If you are scared of spoilers on a 21-year-old book, that's this. In Vector Prime, Chewie is demolished by a moon. All right. It happens on Stern Pytle. Those dang Yu Zhang Vong killed the family dog. And I tweeted about it because I got physically ill. It made me, as soon as I read it, I was it because I had a stomach flu? Was it because I ate bad sushi? Could have been both. But I attribute it to the death of Chewie. I ran to the bathroom as soon as he died. Ran to the bathroom and just puked my guts out. And then I tweeted about it. I tweeted at Peter Mayhew. Like, man, just read that. It was hard. I did not like it. Now, the year was 2013. Could have been 2012. Now, timeline-wise, I think he had already signed on for The Force Awakens at this point. But it was not public knowledge. In my timeline here, I'll look for dates to check myself. He tweeted it back at me, and I, and I quote, exactly. He tweeted to me in 2012 or 2013, before the world had seen anything about him being in The Force Awakens, he tweeted, the Wookiee lives, exclamation point. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> now, in hindsight, in hindsight, was he dropping a clue to me, Freddie, that Chewie was coming back in Episode 7? Because I Abs- think so, and you'll never convince absolutely. me otherwise. Absolutely. Yeah. My my Peter Mayhew story goes back uh, maybe like 2012 or so. Uh, I went to the Los Angeles Empire Con, which is a little convention in, in L.A. by the airport, and... He was just standing there with a couple of people and he was, I just looked at him. I was like, my goodness. And at the time, the girl I was dating goes, who's that? Is he a basketball player? (laughs) I'll never forget that. Even better. Even better, baby. (laughs) Exactly. He's the family dog. No, that's so cool. uh, We've got a great, great uh, piece of little tidbit here in the chat from Average Joe 1990 says Peter Mayhew's forward of the Chewbacca comic post Vector Prime was amazing. It warmed my heart how important the character was to him. That's cool. I just bought that digitally, so I have to check out that forward. Have not read it. Uh, we've also got a good question here from Blind Fate, so that I don't want to touch with a ten foot pole. Which is, <laughs> what if Ray actually did kill Chewie? Worse or better than the Yuzhan Vong? I just have one thing to say to that: the Wookiee lives. All right, Wookiee lives. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that it worked for the Yuzhan Vong to kill off Chewie uh, because it establishes how formidable those villains are and how much you hate them for the rest of that series. I don't think you want your hero killing Chewie. Not not in a million years. Nope. I don't I don't think I'd be buying any Ray Funko Pops after that, <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah. Meg, you got an opinion on this one? No. <laughs> What about would you, the, be buying, uh, would you be buying Funko Pops if Frey would have actually killed Chewie? You know, but for for the sake of this moment, let's just say no, <laughs> no more. No, no more. Funko. What about what about this chat? I would like to give. Ha, let's see. Give me a hallelujah if you want a naked nub a Vader pop. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah for sure, my friend. Yeah, that's great. I thought this is over. <laughs> naked Pops is over. We retired that meme. Naked Vader though. He's here now. Was this your plan all along to make me think that here, I was Meg. free from this? No, it was Steve Perry's plan in 1996. Thank you, Mr. Perry, because it was so good. So good. Freddy's looks so well well read at this point. I'm treating mine with kid gloves because I'm, I'm reading a little bit out of my collectible copy. You got to be careful with those. Now, 
I've got a, I've got one more thing that uh, Meg, I want to hear you weigh in on. We've had some crazy collectible news regarding an artifact of the Legends universe that has gone on to live in infamy, infamy in canon storytelling. But remember, we have the claim to this first in Legends, and that is, we've got some frenzy surrounding the dark, the the dark saber, and I'm not talking about the dark saber super weapon from a couple episodes ago that blows stuff up. I'm talking about, didn't he blow up a hut? Didn't the Darksaber blow up a hut? Pretty sure it did. Durga the hut? Durga. Sounds right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Meg, tell us about the Darksaber. So the other day, was it Monday, Tuesday? You know, what days are whatever. Um, Earlier this week, there we go. I could have just said that. Um, Without any warning or, you know, like, previous like no one had said anything about it all of a sudden um there was a dark saber at galaxy's edge um people there there were just pictures um it it just suddenly existed um and by the time the personal shopper that i hired to go get me one went to get one they were sold out and then the next day they still charge you no (sighs) that's good well she went the next day too and they were like for for real gone forever but um yeah no one knows if they'll ever be back or when, but you know what? The fact that they made however many they made, um, that's cool. I mean, the dark saber is now it it has it has gone from being in animated shows to uh, the Mandalorian. Why could I not? Yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah, so in live, with... yeah, in live action is what I pff, the new one. Yes, the whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it exists in multiple mediums at this point. Um. So, like, the Darksaber is here to stay, and, um, you know, it, it's, this is a good, this has been a good week for me, um, it, despite <laughs> the fact that I don't have one, um, it's fine, I'll be yeah. fine, I'll... I, I lit it all to, to Dave Filoni, to be honest, to, for bringing that Darksaber back mm-hmm. into, from Legends into canon, mm-hmm. I'm so, ugh, I love that guy. Me too. Oh, man, <laughs> you know, I, uh... I think it's so funny that they recycle names like that, that it was a, a novel for from a Goofy Legends book in the mid-90s <laughs> and made its way into into Galaxy's Edge, except for not into, not into Meg's collection. But maybe. <laughs> hey, we're holding out. I'm still holding out for the Exarcoon Galaxy's mm. Edge saber, the first double-bladed lightsaber. And uh, will it ever happen? Who knows? But if it does, hey, you can be my personal shopper if you're listening. Whoever you are, it'll be great. You're going to love it. Freddie, we still got to do Galaxy's Edge together. We've talked about it. We've planned three trips so far that have been canceled. Yep. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> we'll, we'll totally do it. You know, Swill, you know what else we are actually going to do the rest of this episode? Uh, we, of course, are going to be talking about the Legends books that surprised us. The Legends books that we didn't expect to wow us because, hey, there's a lot out there between short stories and adult novels, junior novels, and, of course, comics. You never know. With Legends, there's some stinkers out there. There are some, of course, that are absolute Hall of Famers as well. That's the way that it goes. Um, Of course, just recently, in my own personal experience, I picked up in the May the 4th sale that Comixology was having, I picked up all 500-plus pages of Crimson Empire, Um, the the Dark Horse comic. I bought the trilogy of, of its three different stories, Crimson Empire, Crimson Empire 2, and... I think Crimson Empire's End has a third, a different name. Crimson Forever? I think that's right. About the the uh, the trilogy of it, over 500 pages, and it started off okay. Started off strong, 
like a good solid base hit of a story. But by the time I got to the third volume, I could not put it down. Absolutely love where it went. I knew nothing about it going in other than the fact that I just bought the the action figure, the black series of uh, Kyrkanos. And so I was like, if I'm going to have the action figure, I've got to know his story. Read all 500 pages in a week and got me wanting to talk about the Star Wars books that snuck up on us. Like they were wearing a Yasalamari. You know what I mean? Like you didn't <laughs> see him coming in the force or with uh, your regular eyeballs. And I want to hear from you guys. My first pick, of course, for the night is Crimson Empire, which uh, was first released in what the early to mid-90s. Could have been 96. I'll pull it up. And then was it wasn't finished as a trilogy until, I think, 2011. So they finally came back to it. One last um, volume to close out the series, which is really fun when Star Wars does that. You want to have the first two in quick succession, and then a decade later we're bringing it back, which is pretty exciting. Of course, with the, the action figure coming, I wanted to know about this. But um, who's up first after me? Um, how about uh, how about Freddie? I want to hear your pick. And let us know, of course, in the chat if you have read any of these. And um, let us know what you think. We've got a couple people chiming in on, on Crimson Empire. They're saying they like it, too. It, it, was very, it was very violent. It was, like, definitely a lot of stabbing. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of stabbing. Crimson Empire is like a double entendre. Because it's like he wears the the crimson robes of the royal guard, but it's also crimson from all the blood. So yeah, a lot of blood, of blood. Well, see, that's that's a common theme with with a lot of of. I, I'm not sure about canon. I can speak for legends, but the the legends books, the EU, is very much more adult than the movies. Uh, you know, things that you might have read in uh, like a novelization. If that was in a movie, it would probably be an R-rated film. And that's not the the path that that George Lucas takes. So, it's it's funny because what Crimson Empire that violence kind of leads yeah. into my first pick. Ooh, cool. did you like that segue? Speaking of violence, <laughs> here's my pick. <laughs> yeah. So, my my pick, the one that I slept on, is because I, I'm not a big fan of reading novelizations of a movie, but Revenge of the Sith really just slapped me in the heart man it it uh the the things that people were thinking you know the the machinations going on behind behind the scenes with with yoda and and the talks with the council of the sith and um you know anakin as he becomes the burnt nub uh he's not giving (laughs) up on this one (laughs) he um you know, he he. You you go through like his thoughts of what it's what it feels like to be in that suit and that itching and 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 everything. And I, man, that book just reads so well. And and if we were to get that in film, you know, with with uh, you know, there's a scene where where um, Palpatine decapitates one of the Jedi. I forget who, and then he stabs the other one in the face. That did not happen in the movie. <laughs> No, what's funny is Wes says, tell me more about this. Is it because, Wes, you've never read it? Isn't that a thing? This is like one of the foundational five books you haven't read. <laughs> um, you know, what I say about this book whenever I'm recommending Star Wars books to a friend is like, there's a lot of Star Wars books that are good books. There's a lot of Star Wars books that are fun stories. There's only one Star Wars book that is capital L literature, and that's Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is on a whole new level, I think, than anything else ever written in Star Wars. I don't know what psychedelics um, Matthew Stover was on, but I'm (laughs) fairly certain there were lots of them when he wrote that book. It is so incredibly 
emotionally impactful. Yeah. You said, did you say slaps you in the heart? I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. <before>. Boom. <laughs> right in the heart. Oh, man. Yeah. Wes says he's opened the cover and looked inside. Wes, this face palm is for you, my friend. All right. Meg, what's your pick? Um, I couldn't pick one of these, so I had to pick all three of them. I picked a trilogy. It's not one book. I'm going to count it anyway. Um, so we make our own rules here. Exactly. I, you know, we do what we want. Um, to to a certain extent. Uh, so my first, uh, my first pick is uh the Darth Bane trilogy. I guess we'll just go with all of them. Um, I had heard that they were good. Um, I think before I had read them. I was a little bit worried that like people had hyped them up to me so much that I wasn't going to feel the same feelings. Um, I kind of like, I like to approach things like with like, um, uh, I like to manage my expectations. There we go. Well, that's, that's part um, of why we're doing this episode, Meg. Right. That's one of our mottos at Utini is manage your expectations. Yeah, I, I was and trying, of that- I was trying to think of the phrase I finally got. There. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sometimes the book will surprise you. Exactly. So I I kind of was like, well, I have them. I might as well read them and kind of understand what everyone is talking about. Um, and they just blew me away. Like I flew through them like within a couple weeks, maybe. Um, just it's like, hard not to. They're yeah, real page turners. From like start to finish. Like I was just absolutely hooked because um, I just... I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was like the time period or like the subject matter. I just I didn't think I was going to be as um, invested as I became. Um, and now I'm thinking about a reread. So, um, yeah, really I wasn't good. until you started talking about him. <laughs> they're so good. It's been a while, but yeah, these for me, Meg, uh, I actually fit into the same category. I had no expectations because like I was not on Star Wars Twitter. I was not mm-hmm. on the team at Utini. There was not uh, a YouTube channel about what Star Wars books you should read first. There, mm-hmm. there weren't uh, over 100 collections about uh, different Star Wars books you could read. The, a youth minister in my hometown. Have I told this story before? Uh, the youth minister in my hometown uh, went to his office. He had some Star Wars books. I was like, yo, you got Star Wars books in here. He was like, yeah, here, you can take a couple. Here's one, Darth Bane. <laughs> I love that the youth minister hands me... <laughs> A book about an evil villain. Uh, here's the best part of this story. His name is the most Star Warsy name there ever was. Donovan Fox. Oh. Got to send this episode. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like it's straight out of the Star Wars book? That is amazing. Yeah, and I took it with me on a you know a beach trip and I started reading it. I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. Yeah, um, I love that. Love that it totally. It, it's not going to sneak sneak up on many people anymore. You're yeah. right, Meg. It's built up a big reputation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, you know what else is another book that snuck up on me that I knew absolutely nothing about, and that's my next pick. Number two for me is Shadow Games. There's a handful of Star Wars books that you you know you see in the timeline. It's like, all right, this one fits right there along Death Troopers and um in, in that era of like one-off Star Wars books in between a new hope and, and or maybe right before a new hope, these these books that's like I know nothing about this. I see that it is a Star Wars book. I'm going to buy it, but when, I'm gonna, when am I going to get to this? It doesn't have the reputation of Bane. I had a friend who right at the beginning of the pandemic was saying like, hey, you want a fun book that's just a wild ride and an adventure? Not going to make you think too hard. It's going to make you laugh along the way. It's going to keep you guessing a little bit. Shadow Games, my buddy Caleb. Shout out to Caleb. He recommended this, and I moved it up in my reading list. It's 
effectively the prequel to Shadows of the Empire. It is a Dash Rendar novel, and I mentioned it in the chat on this most recent episode of The Living Force. They were talking about pop stars for a minute in the Star Wars universe. Dash Rendar is charged (laughs) with trying to play bodyguard for basically the Britney Spears of the Star Wars universe. (laughs) <laughs> like a pop megastar and then Black Sun gets involved there's pheromones it's a whole thing uh, Han Solo and and uh, Dash Rendar basically have like a a staring contest like trying to prove <laughs> how manly they are toward one another it's just it's so meta like it plays it, it breaks the fourth wall uh, it, it snuck up on me you know it was just delightful it's not the best Star Wars book ever written but it is a good one Michael Reeves I would say as an author massively underrated love his writing freddie you're up next what you got yeah so i slept on this one for a long time and there's you're gonna see a common thread with a lot of my picks because i feel like i sleep a lot on clone wars right like the prequels whether it be books uh you know cartoons etc i i slept on those for a long time because i just for some reason, just wasn't that interested in it. And it's not like anyone was telling me, and it's not like I disliked it. I just didn't have the interest that others had in it. Well, I feel like I, I turned around sometime after college, and I started to read a lot of the the uh, the books, right? And and Republic Commando just snuck up on me. Like, like I, I thought it was going to be cheesy for some reason, but no, it, it was it was You're so expecting it, some snips and sni- spy guy snips. And yeah, sky guy. guy. Should be easy. Yeah. Why am I messing this up? Keep talking, Freddie. Yeah. So it, it, that that was kind of the reason too, right? It, it's that that stuck in my head. But obviously, as as the show matured and as Clone Wars matured and as the prequels matured, yeah, it you started to see more into it. Uh, of like, you know, a lot of people were just dismayed with with like the the. Um, politics right but you need to see the the crumbling of of the solid structure and with republic commando you can kind of get the vision of the fat of the battlefield right and 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 the the chaos that's happening down there and all the death and destruction and but it's it's also a good ride right it's it's a it's a buddy cop kind of thing where you just follow them and and have a good time and if it wasn't for our show i don't think i would have read those Yeah, Meg, remember when you read four of those in like two weeks? I remember some of it. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to playing the game. I really love the books and um, bought the limited run version of the game. So I'm expecting oh, it nice. in like seven months. So whenever it gets here, if it gets here, if, we're, if the world is still spinning by then, you know, I would love to uh, to find out more about. It, it follows the other squad, like the squad that's like too cool. For the squad in the books, what is it? You got Delta Squad and Omega Squad. I can never keep them straight. <laughs> yeah. The game follows one. The books mostly follow the other. Yeah, they're basically like the cool kids <laughs> that sit at the other lunch table, and you look at them and you think, "I'll never be as cool as them." I think the game follows that group, right? I think so. And then you've got the ba- basically the Bad Batch. <laughs> yeah, it really, it really does predate the Bad Batch, definitely. Definitely. Well, Meg, uh, your next pick has actually already been mentioned a little bit in the chat. Tell us what you got. Yeah, so um, the reason that it took me a little bit to um, even pick up Darth Plagueis is because, in case you don't already know, it's a big book. It's a really long <laughs> book. Um, and like, 
I was really interested in the story because, like, of course, we get, like, one very quick mention of Plagueis in Revenge of the Sith and then, like, nothing else. But this is, like, his whole backstory of, like, how he came to be who he was and then what happened to him. Um, I just, I wasn't sure about it because it just, like, it, I felt like I wasn't, honestly, I was like, does a does a Star Wars book need to be this long? It turns out this particular book does need to be the length that it is. Um it's very good. It's not recommended if it's your first book because it's yeah. It's a lot. Um yeah, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good, but like it's just um yeah, it it e- even like reading it very quickly, it took a while for me to get through because of how just it's dense in a good way. There's just a lot there's just a lot going on. But um, this actually came up in our Discord this week. Somebody was saying they've been trying and have not been successful because it mm-hmm. is so dense. Yeah. They're not getting into it, starting too slowly for them. And I get that. Yeah. My reckon my recommendation is if you're struggling to read Plagueis, switch to the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um I find Daniel uh mm-hmm. Daniel Davis's voice yeah. so incredibly soothing yeah, and compelling. Perfect. And delightfully dark at the <laughs> yeah. same time. I mean, it is. I just like to listen to it for his voice. Yeah. And then later in the book, something happens to Plagueis, and he has to have this respirator mask. And then there's a shift in the way he presents Plagueis's voice. It's mm-hmm. a little bit more, uh, like a little bit breathier. It's mm-hmm. Clearly coming through a breath mask. I'm regretting doing that that voice just. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that would be my recommendation. If it's proving too dense for you, just listen to it. Go yeah. mow the lawn. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that Meg picks just straight evil books. We know what's going on in your life, Meg. (laughs) Meg, Meg's one that dark side stuff. Sure. My final book is neither horrific nor dark. It instead is a romance novel, kind of. And that is The Courtship of Princess Leia. Um, I famously had only listened to the abridged audiobook of this like five times until we got ready to cover this on our show uh, like a year and a half ago. And I had just gotten the new Kindle, was excited to play on my new toy and get a get an ebook on there, read most of it while riding the exercise bike just weeks before the gym closed for like three months. Little did I know that was gonna happen. It was like I was trying to trying to race against the virus. And man, I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I kind of thought like, oh, this book gets crapped on a lot. As uh, you know, talking about how buffoonish Han is, and pretty sure C three PO writes a song. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, he does. Han Solo, what a man Solo. Oh, that's, yeah. that. that's what it's called. It's <laughs> almost like the uh, Aladdin song for Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I almost started singing. Not gonna happen. And it's like, it is a classic old school legends book, but I would say not one to sleep on. It's got, it's got uh, rancors in it. You got night sisters, which of course Mm -hmm. is relevant if you're into the the recent canon material as well. Um, It's incorporated into all kinds of legends books. I think, yeah, the most recent legends book I just read, The Last Jedi, they go back there. Why does everybody want to go back to Dathomir? You know what I'm saying? And (laughs) it was, it was just a great way to pave the way for, what was to come for years and years and years in the EU and even in canon. That's my last pick. And I meant to mention to everybody as we go into the third and final round here, if you have any picks, Legends books that you, it doesn't have to be Legends, of course, any Star Wars book that you didn't expect much from that impressed you, something you really enjoyed and didn't really expect to love, let us know. And um, we will include your pick on the show. Before we do, Freddie, round three for you. 
Yeah, this one uh, we just covered, actually, and I slept on it even after I read it, and I don't know why. I think it just, it's one of those things, right? If you're not in the mind space to, to take in something or, or maybe something else is giving you a bad attitude, you read into something that might be good, but it just doesn't come off to you as that, mm-hmm. which is why opinion, right? Everyone's opinion means something, and, and my opinion was changed. When I read Outbound, Outbound Flight uh, with you guys, it was so much more impactful to me than the the times I read before. And I, I say that because, you know, ha- maybe it's because I'm I'm a grown-up. I don't know. You know, maybe because it's because I'm an adult and I see things differently. But just, you know, Sabayoth and, and seeing how arrogant he is and, and the crumbling of the Jedi. And it might be because of the prequels. I think the prequels helped me understand a little bit about what was going on with with this this era, right? And and the fact that Anakin and Obi-Wan are just such uh, heroes to everybody when you read Revenge of the Sith, right? And all these books kind of play in with each other and you really get that overall out view of, of what Outbound Flight is and why it's so important. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't like it enough. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah, Cheryl is echoing your sentiment too. And I said the same thing when we covered it. You know, I, <laughs> I didn't love it the first time around. I think it had to do with circumstances in my life. I read it at like a dark point in my life and I couldn't really focus on a fiction book. And then it was just at the right point. I had, I was going into greater good, was getting ready to read that. Wanted some, some legends thrown to counterbalance it. And Oh man, does it tie in well with this recent Canon trilogy? Loved that as well. We need to do like our rankings one of these days, Freddie on our top 10 legends, legends books. That one is probably sitting right at about nine or 10 for me overall. Um, uh, slightly higher than uh, what's your book, Freddie? The the one from the Truce of Bakura. That, that might of be like eleven. <laughs> no, 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 Truce of Bakura. <laughs> it might be right below. It's like it's gonna bubble out of the top ten. <laughs> okay, right. okay. Meg, Meg, close us out with the last pick of the night. Yeah. So, um, Attack of the Clones, the movie, has never been near the top of my favorite Star Wars movies, just in terms of, like, ranking them. Just turned 19 um, last week? Come on. It did. Well, well you didn't <laughs> let going me finish. for fi- college. You didn't let me finish. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I have, like, the more I listen to people, like, because there are so many people who love it, like, it's their top one or two favorite Star Wars movie. Um, and, like, the more I listen to them talk about the reasons that they love it, and the more I listen to, like, conversations about... Um, the good things about it and like why certain things are the way they are like the more I enjoy it um, and like the more I rewatch it the more I enjoy rewatching it so it's not like I don't like it it's just there are so many more that I like more um, but when I I so when I because I was go I'm trying to go through all the movie novelizations I'm still on a new hope I've been reading it for like two months it's not isn't it the shortest one Meg it's not the book's fault this life is just <laughs> It's whatever. I'll I'll get yeah. there. Um, that happens sometimes. You get stuck on a book. Yeah, it, it it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Not right now. Um, so I I wasn't too confident about like the Attack of the Clones novelization when I got to it because I was like, well, this is my least favorite movie. Is the novel really gonna like do anything to change that? Um, I really liked like because there's like additional scenes in it and it kind of like frames some things a little bit differently. Um, I really enjoyed it. And it was one of the many things that, like, really made me appreciate Attack of the Clones a little bit more. Um, and I really would like to, like, reread it again because it just... There's something for me because I'm 
it's just very much like a book reading words person. There's just something about like reading because I'm I'm familiar with the story. There's something about reading it that just like yeah. makes me uh, look at things a little bit differently in a good way. So yeah, perspective. Hey, and, and he, the author, R. A. Salvatore, yeah. lives somewhere within <laughs> ten minutes of me. Yeah, somewhere. Every time I go to the grocery store, I'm like, today's the day. Oh my god! It's not. It hasn't happened yet. Uh, but it could. I've got some leads. I, I've got. I've got tendrils of leads everywhere. I, I, I'm hoping for the best. You have your spine you. net. Your Bothan That's spine right. net. My Bothan sp- <laughs> spine net. I was thinking tendrils like Borgullet, but yeah, <laughs> yours is better. <laughs> yours is way better. All right. Let, me, let us know in the chat. Let us know, of course, in the Discord or even on the Legends Look Back Twitter. What is a Star Wars sleeper hit for you? Something that you didn't expect much from? If you manage your expectations properly, this is what should happen. You go into a book thinking, I'm just going to let it do its thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to force it to comply with what I want it to be. I'm just going to let it be what it is. And, um, of course, we want to know what is that book for you. We, of course, uh, had drastically different picks tonight. We had uh, kind of hardcore staples of the Legends universe. We had some obscure <laughs> books that most people don't ever get to. Um, and of course, I would love to know what you think. The chat has been absolutely popping off tonight. If you are listening to this on audio later, um, hey, or if you're watching this on YouTube after the fact, you want to be here with us live because you don't even know all the stuff that has happened in the chat while we have been having this conversation. It is amazing. The Spice Den, uh, I think our, that's our buddy Jacob from the Cosmic Force. He says Dark Empire, for him, was way better than he expected it to be, to be honest. Um, famously, Dark Empire 2, he talks about how crazy it was. Not in like the best way, but for Dark <laughs> Empire 1, he really loved it. Um, what else we got here? We've got uh, Average Joe saying that he loved the beginning moments of Attack of the Clones, the novelization with Shmi. I agree. I think that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, Average Joe saying that that Darth Plagueis is one of his top five pieces of Star Wars content ever, ever. Movies, uh, books, TV shows, and I might agree. Maybe. I'm not sure. That's good. Um, we've got Dark Empire gets into the top five so then maybe Plagueis is six I don't know we'll have to do our, our draft for next March for March Madness or something um, what else we got we, we've got some some excellent content happening over here some behind the scenes trivia from Skuma Joe saying fun fact according to the author of Courtship of Princess Leia George Lucas sent him a letter telling him how much he loved the book Lucas would do that back in the early days of the EU mm-hmm. yep. he would get involved and um, of course did the same thing with Heart of the Jedi you know he he liked it and then too bad but hey, now we've got it. And you can hear us talk about that from a few episodes ago. And I want to say, you know, if you got your hands on one, just put it on your shelf. Just read it. Don't go sell it for $300 on eBay. <laughs> Not the right thing to do. Not the right Cha-ching. thing. Cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, this has been excellent. We got uh, ho, he- uh, Hello Ho saying uh, thoughts on the Corellian trilogy. Ooh. Man, it has been decades since I've read that one. I'm going to have to dive back into it. I'm hoping to get to that trilogy by the end of the year. I remember it being like on the upper end of the Bantam era Legends yes. books. So the 90s Legends books, like better than most. Not one of the best, but better than most. Just like kind of where you want to be in life. You know, hit your base hits. Not everything has to be a home run. Um, looking forward to getting into those. Uh, Skuma Joe says he was surprised by how much he loved um, Anne Crispin's Han Solo trilogy. That almost made my list. 
Um, Paradise Sneer almost made my list. A book I didn't expect much from and love. So if you've got something that we have not mentioned, let us know. You can sound off in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. Um, of course, you can find us on Twitter. All kinds of fun places to talk to us about what you loved and what snuck up on you and surprised you like a like a no greet assassin well in the next episode which is coming to you very soon um we are going next week to be talking about boba fett boba fett where we're going to be talking about our favorite our weirdest our sleeper hit boba fett stories in all of legends and we would love to know what yours are what's your favorite legends boba story because you got young boba stories you got fake boba stories you got old school boba before we knew he was a clone boba stories you got boba as an assassin stories you've got boba the good guy the hero with a heart of gold stories you have even got resurrected boba fett in dark empire which you know is making the list and we would love to know your pick could end up on next week's episode if you let us know what your favorite boba fett story is freddie you looking forward to this one i know he's your favorite character i am i'm, I'm looking forward to it i have, i can't wait to sit down in the airport and just write down all the things I love about him. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. Just the the Legends Wook articles on yeah. Boba Fett are so incredibly long. Pretty sure it's longer than some of the actual Boba Fett short stories and comics that have been written. <laughs> and so there's so much there for us to dive into. Well, that does it for this week. Thank you for listening to Legends Look Back. Thank you to our incredible patrons for your support. Some of you, hey, you're even here with us live on the show. Thank you for helping us make the show. We are glad you are along for the ride. Specifically, I want to thank Cheryl Bell, uh, who is with us here live in the chat. Not on the show with us in person this week, but we love having you here in the chat. I want to, want to thank Patrick Ortiz and Carl Sander as well in our Jedi High Council, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, and of course, uh, who is this, Freddie C? You ever heard of this guy? On our yeah. Alliance High Command for their amazing support. If you would like your thoughts around the show, we've already talked about that. You can find us at Legends Look Back. You can you can email us, legendslookback at eugenie.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. Leave a comment on this episode on YouTube or find us on Twitter. The main account is at Legends Look Back or personally, I'm at Jared Q. Maze. Freddie? At Wake Up Freddie. Or Meg? At Meg Dowell. We would love to talk Legends there. If you're looking to buy some of these books and want to help support the show, you can look up a book on Utini. You can click the Amazon, Thrift Books, or eBay links in the profile, or if it's a comic. I mean, we've got Marvel Unlimited links there too, which is cool. And uh, you could even click on the book profile and leave us a review. You can tell us what you think. We would love to know your opinion on this. What's your sleeper hit? Let us know there on the site. Remember, in the meantime, as you wait for the reappearance of Boba Fett or, hey, for Naked Vader in Shadows of the Empire, Remember to keep the Utini fan code and be a force of positivity in the fandom. Good night, everybody. May the force be with you.
This is a UTV broadcast.